Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the ability of semen to change from a gel to a liquid state. Welcome back to Test Tube Baby. This is episode three and we are a whole week closer to starting IVF, which is so exciting. Uh, my name is Miranda Burns and over there with a freshly trimmed moustache is Tristan Hall. Can you hear it? I mean, yeah, it sounds quite sparse on the microphone, but trust me, it's reasonably thick when I dye it. So it's okay. <laughs> Do you Don't know what? Worry. I actually had thought of introducing you as with this freshly dyed moustache, but I thought you'd get annoyed. I think we should be referred to as the freshly dyed couple. Which sounds worse than it is. Sounds like we're dead, but we're not. <laughs> You've got nice dyed eyebrows and nice dyed hair, and I have a, a fabulously artificially thick tash. Oh, it's lovely, though. You do look handsome. I keep saying he looks like a pilot. Like the bastard love child of what was it? Freddie Mercury and the Pringles Man. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> that is exactly what you look like. Firstly, before we go any further, are you going to keep the moustache? What do you reckon? I don't know. It's, this is the thing. It's a product of lockdown, isn't it? It is, and also, I don't know whether it suits me. To the point at which I want to keep it. Because if you have a moustache, that's like a feature of you. Like, yeah. that's a defining feature. You're the guy with the moustache. Oh, Tristan. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, the guy with the moustache. Mm, I don't know. Well, next episode, we can decide on it yeah, further. Yeah, send us in your thoughts. What do you think? Yeah. So, uh, wherever you are, we hope you're having a lovely day. Thank you for listening to us. If you are new to our podcast family, in Test Tube Baby, we chat through all things IVF and hopefully beyond. Because please cross your fingers and your toes that there is going to be a baby. So, in true Tristan and Miranda style, there will be a whole lot of tangents more than one euphemism Tristan I'm looking at you and inevitably we will expose and embarrass ourselves however Tristan is more likely to expose himself today because today's episode is all about the blokes and doing a sperm test let's start with why why did you have to do a sperm test because really, it was more of a formality to begin with. We didn't expect there to be a problem. Exactly. I wasn't going in there thinking, oh, God, sperm test. I was more worried about you and your problems. I know. Oops. So I was told that I would need to do a sperm test as just the formality in the process to make sure that I was all good because we knew Miranda was not all good. Yeah. My problems alone were enough that meant we would have to do IVF. So they just needed to check that Tris, you know, had swimmers and that they existed and they were okay. Thus, I was not expecting the news that I received. So I went and did my sperm test. We mentioned it in episode one all about how that went down with your mum, which sounds far, again, sounds far worse than it is. But I went and did it and I came back and everything was fine. And then a consultant came and saw me and said, you know, this is the problem. And I was more than anything shocked. Like I didn't really believe it because I hadn't thought this would ever be an issue for me. No. Because like you with your fertility, I guess, took it for granted. Yeah. And yeah. for me, even more so because I didn't have any grounds for concern. 
Was it that quick a turnaround? Did you do the test and like an hour later you kind of found out your results? So I remember I did the test and so you were having your surgery, right? I did the test just before. You went down, you were down for three hours. You came back and then within an hour of you being back, the consultant came around who'd done your operation and said, this is how it went. And then, right, Tristan, let's go and have our chat. So he took me off. So it was... Yeah, kind of mid-afternoon. If I'd done the if I'd done the test late morning, it was mid-afternoon that I had the results. That is quick. I mean, credit to science that they can give you the information so fast. Because I was just sitting on that for ages, stressing about it. But it's a microscope, isn't it? They take it, they put a little sample in, and they look at you know they look at a certain area of sample, mm. and from that they can decide, okay, this many have this problem, this many have this problem, this many are okay. Let's scale that up to the full sample. That's what you're looking at, and the percentages they get from it are in that little area there which yeah. is like a like a test sample of what they think it would be overall is it so it's kind of like a relative thing it's like we're testing five percent of 500 percent, but that gives us a good enough example of what 500 is does that make sense kind Not of really. but then i guess because there are millions of the little bastards like, literally <laughs> there is no need to worry about like getting it a little bit wrong because even if they are one percent out that one percent is still going to be like a million cells i see okay right i got you um, all right well let's just clarify a lot of your spam was okay it fit the bill it was decent the issue that tristan had is his morphology so basically that is the shape we've touched on this before but the shape was all wrong and to naturally penetrate an egg you got to have a certain shaped head on your sperm. And you just didn't have that. So that's that was that was sad. It's unfortunate. It was another thing, wasn't it? To but add it, could to... also, it could also be the tails. So if you think about a sperm, oh, yeah. if you imagine a sperm like a tadpole. Okay? okay. So the head could be a different shape, but also the tail. Now, it might be that I have multiple tails. So I might have some sperm with like two tails, like Stop. a balloon with some streamers on it. That had passed me by. No, 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 no. I'm no, sure no. you told me the part. I'd forgotten that. So you could have had like a balloon with multiple streamers. Yeah, it could be all sorts of stuff going on there. That is so jazzy. Some with two heads. That's a oh, fun one. Do you know what? I feel really bad because episode one, we titled it Dodgy Spam <laughs> and Blocked Tubes. And really, it shouldn't have been dodgy spam. It was like extra fun spam, creative fun spam. Yeah, who, fun. Needs, who needs perfect spam? Yeah, think outside the box. Well, no, you do. We've realised yeah, okay, that you do need perfect sperm. We spam. need perfect sperm. Because uh, we could have Who a needs baby. it? We need it, please. <laughs> All right, so back to the day of the sperm sample. I was off having my laparoscopy for my endometriosis uh, and you had to go and do your sample in a different room. How did it work? I know you had to take yourself off, but I don't actually really know what happened once you left my room that I was staying in. Like, is there a certain floor that you had to go to? Is there a desk? Did you have to well. check in at the sperm sample <laughs> desk and ring a little bell? I'm like, ding, 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 I've arrived. Well, I had to go down to facility, right? So okay. I went there, I went to the receptionist and I said, hello, here's your sperm sample. <laughs> quite, quite. She's like, okay, yeah, fine. Just sign this paperwork. And she's like, okay, it'll be 90 pounds or whatever it was. And On I was the, like, Nine, a 90 pound, you know, is it's the most I've paid for one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no one can see what you just gesticulated. You know the, you know the gesture. Uh, so I had to go and do this paperwork and then I went through and, and she's like, okay, come on through. And I was taken through to this kind of laboratory bit with a really? room off the side of it. So imagine you're going through a door ahead of you is the laboratory and okay. to the left is this little kind of dimly lit room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mood lighting. Yeah, mood lighting. Get me in the same. Uh, and the head of it, the woman's like, okay, so what you do is you go in here um, wash bits off first. No. Yeah. So they're like, you need to be clean for this. So hang on, had... wait, wait. Is there a sink at waist height? There's a sink at normal height. This room, <laughs> I don't difficult. think when the <laughs> it was tough. Don't trust <laughs> me. It was almost like a hooking over. Um, 
when the, when this room was designed and plumbed, it was just designed as a normal little bathroom, yeah. I guess. So it wasn't made for sperm tests. I don't know how you would make a room for sperm tests, but d- someone well, needs ooh, to design yeah. it. So she was like, okay, wash your bits off in the sink. Did you have soap? Sorry, I have so many questions. Yes, but it was it, I mean, it was it was reasonably harsh soap. It was, was like anti back soap. Oh no! So you know my uh, my they had a shock, didn't my they? My boys were uh, were squeaky clean. Like there was <laughs> they were completely free of everything. You know, ninety nine point nine percent of germs were gone. So it's probably that what was, damaged the shape. That's, that's <laughs> the bloody problem. Yeah, all that <laughs> high the, on the, the fumes. The soap. <laughs> then she said, "Do your sample." And she didn't need to explain that bit. That's fine. I understood how that was going to go down. Good. Then she said, okay, once you're done, place the sample through this little hatch. And then as you're leaving, let us know you're on the way, like you've gone. So like a spam letterbox. Imagine, you know, some houses have like a little hatch between a dining room and a kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Like my grandma's that, but it's flat. got a door yep. in it. Oh God, it wasn't like that. Yeah, grandma's flat. Here you go, grandma. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> oh no. One side of it had a door, the other side had a door. So it was like, if one door was closed, you couldn't see in through the side. So they're not going to open the door and watch me while I'm doing my sample. Okay, got you. So she then left me and I wash myself down, you mm-hmm. know, as you do. And I want to draw attention to the seating arrangement in the room. Yeah, what was the decor like? What colour was it? Was it was it actually dimly lit? It was like sage green walls. Sage is very fashionable sage, at the Very moment. calming, I enjoyed it. Behind, I think there was a picture of like a beach scene, okay. maybe. Nice. Um, no noise. And there were just some signs dotted around saying, when you're finished with your sample, please place it place it in the hatch. You know, that was that was the instruction I was given before. Now, this is a very, this is genuine, I mean, we're laughing, but it is a very serious thing and it's stressful for you to go to. When people take the mick out of it on TV shows, there are usually like magazines on the table. Did they have magazines? Not a uh, an asset in sight. Okay. It, I don't even think there was a table. Maybe no, there was a there was a table which I put my I think my wallet and my keys on. I wanted to make myself feel at home. Oh, Tristan, um, my heart! I think there was a fern in the corner. Oh, some nice so greenery sweet. to make me feel like I'm zen. Relaxed. Then the sofa. Oh God. So this sofa, uh, I can only imagine it is designed for this purpose and this purpose only. <laughs> Because it was like wipe clean, oh. like wipe clean to the point that yeah, you, know, you could see where someone had wiped it down with like kind oh, of streak marks. More, oh, I feel a little bit. So I was thinking, I was like, what? Who designs these? I think we've established already that there is a gap in the market. Somebody needs to create a better quality room. Because, but, but surely someone or somewhere is creating wipe clean sofas for sperm tests. Yeah, I mean the sofa sounds like it did a job, but the rest of the room sounds like it's lacking somewhat in personality. That's down to the decor of the place you're at, though. True. I'm talking comfort levels. And this sofa yeah. was not a comfy sofa. Like, it was quite firm. Did you sit down or stand up? I sat. Um, oh, but I feel so... You ha- Can we just clarify? You are comfortable talking I'm about this. I'm happy talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine, as this sofa is wiped clean, mm-hmm. it's reasonably, like, tacky as a sofa. Yeah. So I've had to drop trowel, okay? <gasps> And then you like sit on a leather sofa and I was kind of like... When it's hot and you stick. And obviously I'm sweating because I'm like, this is the most important of my life, (laughs) right? This is the one that's going to give me my idea of being able to have children or not. So it matters. Anyway, I won't go into detail, but I I do the business. Right. Okay. Um, And then you have, you're given like a pot. I was going to say, what is it into? Like, is it like a sample jar thing with a screw cap? Because when you go to the doctors as a woman, 
they always like whatever it is it's like oh we should do a pregnancy test to you know check if you're pregnant and you have to take away this little like it's yeah it's like a sample pot with a screw top lid but it's completely clear so you have to go into the bathroom do your wee and then carry a luminous yellow tube back into the doctor's surgery if yours is so luminous yellow you've got a not, problem they're dehydrated or you've just had a barocca <laughs> that too that but you too. know what i mean so was it like Close that in the dark yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was very similar, I guess, in concept, perhaps slightly shallower because obviously there's less liquid required in there unless, you know, you're producing gallons of the stuff, in which case maybe you should go to the doctors because that's that's impressive. You've jumped the gun because that was my next question. How big a sample do they want? So they only look at a small amount. So probably more than a drop. (laughs) A A tablespoon's worth. Yeah, ta- no pressure. No pressure on producing. A tablespoon might be a fair fair amount. I reckon they could do with a dessert spoon. Okay. Or even a teaspoon, maybe. Basically, they don't need a huge amount as long as you have enough that they can analyze it. So obviously, you do the business and produce a sample, put it in the cup, and then you have to open this little door. So they will know when that door opens. Can they hear it? It's a reasonably squeaky door. Yeah. So they are. They are literally meters away from you on the other side of it they're not listening to you but they are in there because as soon as you're done with your sample they want to analyze it mm-hmm. so i put it in the thing is it like a shelf it's like you open a door and then there's like a little shelf and then there's another door on that yeah, side ima- imagine so imagine the things that is in like someone's house who has a window between two rooms mm-hmm. has a door either side of it and both doors are padlocked so you have to <gasps> unpadlock it and then put the thing in oh, i didn't realize that and that's how it works then you replace your trousers and oh. then you leave oh and I was kind of, I didn't know what to do when I left because I was like, yeah, she said, just just let us know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I kind of had to like gingerly put my hair on the corner, red faced and like, I'm done, thank you. And then leave. Was she nice to you though? It, it, was it a nurse? Was it a, like... It was a, I think an embryologist. Yeah, I Who see. was in charge of looking after my sample because they're the ones who have to det- determine whether it's good or not. Mm. So she did all that process and then, you know, I went off on, on my day. Question. I don't know if I've made this up or dreamt it, but did you tell me that she gave you like a short tour and she showed you all the different kinds of sperm that they had in jars? Did no, that... that's not happened. Oh my God, did I dream that? Okay, I think I watched that in a film. Yeah, that's not happened here. What film did we watch? Ted. I... <laughs> that I happens in Ted too. <gasps> yes, and then they knock over the shelf yeah. and they all fall on the floor. Oh my God, I thought that was you. <laughs> Now, obviously, I did my sample in a hospital. Some people are lucky enough to get the chance to do it at home, in which case they are sent home with the little pot and they have to bring it into hospital when they're done. Part of that process is making sure the sperm is kept at body temperature. So they tell you to put it somewhere where it's like close to your body so it has the same kind of temperature. So you have to like sneak this thing in like a contraband drink into a nightclub <laughs> kind of just sliding past like everyone under your armpit <laughs> knowing full well that under your armpit are thousands and thousands of little sperm inside a jar that you've just had to create and you have to kind of wander in and then produce this and give it to someone oh and it's warm. Even worse. this is i can't tell you this is so relatable like i've had to do this so many times with urine samples of the doctors and i just don't want to parade it around you want to hide it you kind of like stuff it up your sleeve or in a pocket for me i think the worst thing with that would be handing it over to someone yeah like a urine sample is a is wee it's fine it's a wee sample everyone yeah. does it but this is a really like this is like your your this is, is it, your man juice it's right personal it is and for me I, I was lucky enough to pass it through a door and i never had to watch someone lay eyes on what i was doing but these poor men who are having to go in and do it from somewhere else have to just produce this from under their armpit and go, oh. I made this earlier. Oh, here's what I made earlier, Blue, oh. Pe- Blue Peter style. What I will say, obviously, is 
the people who will deal with your sperm are professionals, okay? They see sperm every single day. Like Tristan said, they look at it under a microscope. So please don't feel awkward and uncomfortable. Inevitably you will, because we all do when it comes to bodily functions, but nobody is judging you. On an emotional level, how did you feel? Because, I mean... It's a natural thing to do that, but what's not natural is then like handing it to somebody else. So did you feel nervous or stressed about it or were you like quite confident? I think about the process itself and the whole thing, I was quite chilled out. Mm. Um, obviously, there was a amount of nerves there. But as I said, going into it at the start, I didn't expect there to be a problem. I thought this was a formality. And I think on, on my mind more so was the fact that you were having surgery. And that kind of distracted me from any nervousness I had around the, 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 the test itself. I think there was an element of nerves about what if there was something wrong. Mm. Um, but again, I didn't expect there to be, so I don't think that was too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you weren't panicking about that yet. Yeah, yeah, but I think the awkwardness about the the process was something I really was concerned about going into it. But like I said, the, the surgery distracted me. But I think I was just worried about how it worked because you don't get told this before. No. Before it, you are told you're coming in, do your sample. And that's that's the information you get. When in reality, there's this whole thing of you go into this little rooms, they have this little door you have to pass stuff through. And there are so many little moving parts to this thing that you don't realize are there. Yeah. So you can't help but feel a little bit of, of anxiety about going in and doing this thing that's completely unknown. Yeah, like the logistics of it. You're so right. They give you five words. They're like, come in and do sample that's basically what you get and it would ease your nerves so much if they did explain that you will have a private room and don't worry we do this every day 10 times a day like you don't need to stress and you can take as much time as you want if you knew that before I feel like you and all men would feel a little bit less apprehensive another rather personal question but we have to touch upon it can you remember and this was a a long time ago now for us but can you remember what the situation with sexual activity before slash afterwards slash whatever was. Because there were some rules and guidelines. So this is something that I've since done some research into. And there doesn't seem to be an awful lot of consistency in oh. what people advise. I was told by the embryologist leading up to it that three days of abstinence was, was re- required mm-hmm. in order to do this. Since having conversations with your consultant, who is a fertility consultant, mm-hmm. he said, oh, no, it's fine. Just keep, you know, keep acting as normal. And it's good. To, it's good to, you know, to keep producing it and doing your thing. Yeah. Some people say, like, keep it regular because it kind of helps them yeah. remain fresh. But I then suppose. some people are saying like three to six days of abstinence. So it's really difficult to try and work out what they want from you. I think if I'm going to give advice to people going in and doing their like first initial sperm sample, it would be to just speak to your consultant or your embryologist or a nurse at your fertility clinic to make sure that you're doing what they want from you. Subsequently, when you're giving your sample for IVF, they will be able to give you guidance based on your first sample of what they think will be best for you to do. So don't worry about the first one too much. Make sure you speak to them and find out what they want from you. And then the second one is the important one. And that's the one where you need to be getting the right amount of time and definitely knowing that you are producing the best quality sperm and giving them the best chance of fertilization because they're your future babies exactly there's a lot of pressure on them sperm yeah you, can i just say your advice was so solid then you sound like a mentor maybe you should go into that man mentoring before man, ivf man mentoring before ivf man mentoring. another gap in the market for something i wonder if that exists already but it doesn't well there you go not enough people talk about it everyone focuses on the female aspect and i do appreciate i get that because the woman houses the baby houses the baby is a weird way to put it but carries it around in in their in their tummy it's not their tummy i'm sorry you know what i mean it's been a very long day the point is that I feel like a light needs to be shone on the male part because your sperm is so important. Without the sperm, there is no embryo.
Now, all that just gave you a, a brief example of what poor Tristan went through back in December 2019 when this first happened. However, times have changed almost unrecognizably because of the pandemic and COVID. And that means that when you do your test in a couple of weeks, the test, the, well, it's not even a test, it's a, it's a sample, it's the sperm that will make the babies. Things are a little bit different. And Actually, potentially in a good way. What? Is COVID helping us in some way? That's crazy. Finally, there's some positivity to come oh, from, from thank COVID. Christ, it's been a long year. Miranda has her egg retrieval day. And on that same day, I am asked to produce a sample. So we're able to go into the hospital together as outpatients and be admitted for the day. I love that. I love that we will be reunited and a little team because when me and Tristan first got together, Tristan came to every single doctor's appointment with me, even like little trivial GP ones, just because my tonsils were flaring up. And you would come in or you either sit in the waiting room or you'd be like, shall I come in with you and be moral support? So it is so nice after what feels like forever with the whole of 2020 to finally be a unit again and go into appointments as one. I I can't, can you hear? I'm like beaming. I, I cannot wait to hold your hand in these appointments so with the sample obviously the room is out of bounds because they can't have loads of men coming in regardless of the wipe down sofa and the wipe down <laughs> walls and ceilings oh my god walls as well i don't want to talk about those because there were some suspect looking stains around that room that it's I don't... like cling film all over everything exactly. that they can replace every Just time, every time. <laughs> oh. that's disgusting like a crime scene isn't it with like tarpaulin that they have and like yellow and black tape we're exaggerating this is not the case it was actually quite a nice room yeah. whatever. <laughs> so they've told me that when we go in for the day we'll be admitted to a private room like you would be in a private hospital when you're having anything done however when miranda goes down for her procedure i will be left to my own devices and she even made the point of saying that nurses are told not to come in the room so nobody is allowed to come in that room from when miranda goes down for her surgery I am then left to do whatever I need to do, however I need to do it, for as long as I need to do it for. Which is really nice and considerate of them. It is. The last thing you want is some poor, uns- like, unsuspecting canteen person to knock on the door and be like, what do you want for lunch? <laughs> like, that is sh- Nobody, ne- you don't need that. They don't need that. It would just be slightly stressful. I hope they have, like, do not disturb signs because the last yeah. thing I want is, like, a porter bringing in the wrong woman back from her egg retrieval, like, thing. Oh. And I'm just there, sat in the corner, you know, bloodshot eyes you know really Uh, going for it because i'm like this is my baby the do not disturb sign is like indicative of the fact that something's going on in the room like everyone that walks up and down that corridor knows oh it's the do not disturb sign we know what's going on in there there's a bloke alone my other concern is the size of the windows in those rooms i hadn't even thought of that because if you imagine a, a hospital room and they're what maybe a bed's width plus two meters yeah yeah, yeah. so i reckon it'd be five meters in depth five six meters and the whole of one side is just massive windows with those shit upright blinds that are made of like weird kind of annoying fabric you can see through those which you absolutely you only have to be quite you know have a a decent head on you and know that you can just lean over a little bit and everyone will see me doing my biz one blessing is that our fertility clinic is not on the ground floor so someone would no is it if you think about where we'll be we'll be on a ward and the wards are on ground floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, uh, everyone yeah. Will see. Gardeners, window cleaners. Just hope no one's doing some streaming by the edge. Because I'm a nasty surprise. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to function without my white clean sofa. Aww. Because every time I've thought about doing this, it's been with the white clean sofa. You know, bum on seat, happy. And I don't know what sort of chair I'm going to get. There you were at the beginning of the podcast, mocking the white clean sofa. It's been a, it's been a journey. 
but I feel like I've really formed a bond with that room. <laughs> and a bond that only I in that room know about. So once I've done my sample in our lovely private room with our manky blinds, I <laughs> guess I have to hand it to someone. This is something I now don't know mm. because I'm going to have to give it to someone in order for it to get to the fertility place where they're going to be looking at it. So will the nurse come round and, and, you know, with a little trolley and say, you know, <laughs> anything sperm from the samples, trolley, please, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or is it is it a case that I just leave it somewhere? Because that's another concern of mine, because I can't leave that room. This is why you need the hotel-esque do not disturb sign. So you exactly. can flip it around and say, now Collect I'm it. ready. Collection. Exactly. Will I get to like a little box to put it in? Maybe. Maybe they might say like, there's a box and then they put the box outside the door and someone comes and gets it. It's like Father Christmas delivering presents. I know, exactly. Not. <laughs> If you're looking for that for Christmas, I don't no. know whether you're going to... Christmas. For Christmas, I would like... Oh, God. I really... I want there to be a bell. I just feel like there needs to be a bell involved at some level. Like, you need to ring your bell. Ding, 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 ding. I'm ready. I'm and then ready. they come and pick it up. And just remember, you got to keep it warm, haven't you? Body exactly. temperature. Exactly. So I think what will happen is they'll obviously take it away. Because I can't look after it myself. <laughs> then it will be taken to the lab where they'll look at it and they'll pick out the best ones and then they will do the IVF process with your eggs that they'll be harvesting. Which they'll just have retrieved. Exactly. So we all kind of finish together in this little point and we go off and do our thing for the next few days and then begins the process of fertilization and all that comes with that and the blastocyst and all that stuff with the cells because that's just mad that's none of the stuff that i know science about. is so cool it's amazing oh my goodness it's incredible they're, they're literally going to take one of your tiny little sperm that is naked to the human eye and naked in general i'm sure they don't wear clothes and mix it <laughs> with my egg and try to make an embryo what madness some madness. people are so intelligent i feel so inferior it's crazy and it's worth mentioning as well that in the run-up to this i have been taking supplements oh yes so knowing that my morphology was was low, I haven't actually said how low it was yet, have I? I don't think so. So I think generally you'd expect to have 15% of your sperm in the right shape. So 85% are in the wrong shape. I had 3% in the right shape, which sounds a lot worse than it is. But they seem reasonably confident that they could pick out the ones that are good, mm. which is the important thing. As long as there are some that are good, they can pick those out and then they could do the fertilization stuff with your eggs. So that's the thing. Like... Eggs are finite, whereas sperm, there are just literally like millions and millions and they keep reproducing. So I feel like there's there's more choice and there's more options when it comes to sperm. And so the whole like 15% thing, you might think, whoa, that sounds so low. But when you consider that there are literally millions upon millions of them, it's not actually that bad. So I'm actually fact checky there. Okay. Because, you know, what's life without facts? Oh, I love a fun fact. Exactly. And this is the funnest of them all. So <laughs> the average man will ejaculate around two to five millilitres of semen, Ooh. which is about a teaspoon worth. Oh, okay. And every millilitre has around 100 million sperm. And that's the average man. That's crazy. There's so many sperm. So if I've got even the lowest amount, which yep. would be two millilitres, 200 million sperm, 3% of that is still 6 million. There are still 6 million possible sperm that they could use. That's amazing. I know. Oh my goodness. And imagine they're probably going to retrieve, what, like five eggs from me? And it only takes one of mine. <laughs> Do you know what I thought you were going to say? Go on. And it only takes a minute, girl. I don't know why, but that's where my brain went with, like, to do with your sample. Cut me, cut me some slack. A minute. <laughs> So yeah, six million sperm. That's good. We can work with that. In an effort to improve my sperm quality, 
because six million sperm may not be enough. Um, I am on something called Wellman Conception, hey. which is like a a, a, a tablet, I guess. A supplement. I a, yeah, a supplement. Yeah, a, multi, take, a multivitamin. I take it once a day. So hopefully it will improve my morphology so I'll have more sperm in the right shape. But it will also improve the things that are kind of just normal at the moment. So that's like my velocity of my sperm, the liquefaction, which is the ability of semen to change from gel-like. <laughs> Go on, Go This liquefa- liquefaction is the ability of semen to change from a gel to a liquid state. If the sperm does not liquefy in about 15 to 20 minutes, the sperm may not be able to adequately travel to fertilise an egg. I would love to hear David Attenborough read that. This is the ability of semen to change from a gel to a liquid state. Oh, so you're nice. really good at that. The morphology, obviously, uh, motility is another thing. So the amount that they move and the velocity is obviously the speed they're moving at. Ooh. The pH, because how acidic it is. Yes. But that's different, I guess, because I don't have to worry about your gina attacking it. Because you're not going in the gina, you're going in a exactly. Petri dish. And then obviously the number of them. But I'm happy with my number I've got. It's mainly the shape that needs to change. So fingers crossed, well-man conception leads the way <laughs> and fixes my dodgy swimmers. I mean, we will know, won't we? We'll find out eventually because... Do you reckon it's... they'll tell us? Well, we can ask. It's your sperm. You have a right to know. <laughs> no, you must not know. It's a secret. <laughs> no, I'm sure if we ask, they'll tell us. So hopefully, I mean, I can't promise it because they might be secretive about it. But hopefully in a couple of episodes time, we can come back to you and let you know whether Wellman did improve Tristan's sperm. It's like a scientific experiment. Exactly. Well, I've also been changing my lifestyle a bit as well, yes. which is important to say. You've reduced your meat intake. That was literally massively, just... Yeah. Massively. That, that's not necessarily going to affect sperm though, is it? Oh yeah. No, that's absolutely that's irrelevant. That's just irrelevant. That's because I forced... <laughs> that's because I forced Veganuary on Tristan. Yeah, it's nothing was, to do with yeah. sperm. Please help me. <laughs> so I've been drinking less. I don't drink much anyway, but I haven't drunk any alcohol for no. like three, four months well now. Done you. I'm not smoking, but I don't smoke anyway, so no. it doesn't really help. Um, uh, losing weight. Oh, uh, yeah. We don't that. need to dwell on that one. That's but okay. I can't help that. That's fine. No, you're fine. Um, avoiding overheating your testicles. Now, we mentioned this last week about the testicles. I'm yet to have one in the mail from them because I really am expecting them to try and sponsor us at least <laughs> or even just sponsor me. Um, and I also I realised in the episode last week, we mentioned sitting at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't actually mean I'm back in the office yet. Like, oh, no, no, no. In, in, in times at the moment, that's fine because people understand everyone's working from home. But in five, six months time when I'm back in the office, people listening to this podcast then gonna think that i'm just sat in canary wharf with a testacuzzi underneath me <laughs> that's an image isn't it you'll i don't get, you'll get lots of people coming to canary wharf so i would, you wanting to see it I'm, I'm not going to mention the company i work for but it is a large corporate giant um and i can't imagine that anyone in the office would appreciate me squatting over a testacuzzi for a few hours during my day what's worse and you can edit this out at some point but in the heat wave last summer, Tris, during lockdown, has been working in the top room of our house, which is like a converted attic room. And it got so hot, so hot and stuffy, that Tristan sat at his desk naked. Yeah, I did. That is a true story. Working. Naked. Because had... all your, computer, your computers were producing so much heat. And I had an air cooler between my legs just firing <laughs> air into me because obviously the warmest part of me is that area. Yeah, so yeah, I had yeah. to keep it cool. No, you absolutely couldn't do that in Canary Wharf. No, I couldn't. Get arrested. Well, you could. Yeah, exactly. You could do. You get arrested. Unless if it was live art and you're putting on some kind of like exhibition, then people would pay money to see it. I don't think big businesses really understand what live art is, no, to be honest. No, possibly not. And on that note, I think that's it for today. If you like <laughs> what you heard, the best way to support us is to leave a review, share it with your friends, family, parents, guardians, deceased hamster, whoever it may be, <gasps> and make sure you hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 
he's buried in the garden outside. Oh, no. Yeah, please do get involved. It will make our day. Uh, now, next week, we are getting a little bit more personal. I know, you didn't think it was possible, but here we are. Um, we're just aware that everything has been pretty cheerful so far, and we think it is important to discuss some of the darker places that we've been in during this journey. We will be touching upon the topic of miscarriage. So if that's not for you, then please just join us in the next one. And thank you again so much for your support. And don't forget, you can see our faces over on Instagram. Miranda.Burns. Tristan.Hall and TestTubeBabyPod. Pod for podcast. Love you. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.